intelligent, controversial, groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Hey, how's everyone doing out there? This is your host, Amiri Brown, coming to you live. It's kind of a, you know, a spontaneous, a spontaneous show tonight. Um, I wanted to come on here to talk to the, you know, to the to the listeners, and just you know bring up some some points because I've I've been debating, you know, all day on, you know, on social media, and I think what the major problem is within our community, within black society is, you have too many men running around here, too many black ass men running around here who are weak as hell, and nobody wants to talk about it, everybody wants to, wants to pretend, they want to sugarcoat it, they want to ignore it, they want to, you know, just act like that's not the issue here. Um, one of the main things that I've been debating today was this thing with, with single mothers. Because you have a you have a large contingent of men out here who have vitriol and hatred for black women and they try and act like and pretend as if there is some social policy or some law somewhere that is stopping these men from doing what they need to do when it comes to their communities, when it comes to their families, when it comes to their women, and when it comes to their children. And nothing could be further from the truth. And so what they'll do is they'll spew these conservative tropes that aren't rooted in, in, in reality, They're, they aren't rooted in any empirical data, and, what, and they, the reason why they subscribe to, to those tropes is because it absolves, it absolves them as men from the responsibility. And so that's how come they, they buy wholeheartedly into those tropes. You know, going back to the 60s, talking about what welfare did when there is no empirical data anywhere on the planet that shows a causal link between welfare and the single mother rate. No, nowhere is it there. Nowhere. That is a conservative lie. That is a lie that conservatives push because they know by them pushing that trope and that lie that it draws, it, it, it draws a wedge between black men and black women. See, because it's easier for these men to buy into the idea that there is something fundamentally flawed with black women as opposed to acknowledging the truth about themselves. And the truth is that many of these men are emasculated by white supremacy. See, because the real issue here is, is that it is hard being a man, but it is even more hard. It is, it is even harder to be a, a masculine black man and to be the, the, the head of your household with, in the system of white supremacy. So too many of these men, because they have a built-in excuse mechanism to excuse their weakness and their fuckery, they go along with that. See, because they know 
by there being a vacuum of viable black men within our communities and within our social social spaces, they know that there's nobody to hold their feet uh, hold their feet to the fire. So they'll say stupid things like, "Well, black women are the are, are the gatekeepers of success. Women are the, women not, women are the gatekeepers of sex." Like seriously, really, each individual is the gatekeeper is the gatekeeper of, of, of sex. You're not gonna let Gabby Sidibe come sit on your face. So you can, you as a man, you exercise a choice when it comes to sex and who you lay down with and who you run up in. But see, because many of these men have no sense of self worth, they have no sense of uh, value. They because they are systematically cut off from from power politically economically, socially, they mitigate the vein of their existence through their penis. This is what this is what they do. So they have no no they place no value on them on themselves. They place no value on their seed. So they'll run up in anything with that, that has that, that's walking around on two legs. Raw dog without a condom, create creating a child and then want to blame blame the women. See, because what what what, when, you, when you do that, what you're really saying is that it's fine for you to engage in recreational sex, but if the woman engages in recreational sex, she, she should be punished. And, 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 your, and their idea of her being punished is her being made to take care of the child on her own without having to get any child support from them. That's what the real issue here is. These, these men, they love pussy. They love pussy. But... They hate the idea of of being made, being held accountable to the consequences of that sexual act, and then talking about things like, well, the women determine who the child, who, who, who what child coming, what child coming to this world, the woman, the woman determine that as if you don't have access to contraceptives as a man. You can get a vasectomy, you can use a, you can use a condom. Take responsibility for for, for your own sexual reproduction. And so they'll mention things like the Roe v. Wade decision. Not, and because they haven't read the case law, because they haven't read the Supreme, Court, the Supreme Court decision, they don't understand what that, what, what that law really entails because all the Roe v. Wade decision did was, was define abortion and reproduction as a civil right. That's it. It... it, it you can't give you can't give give stats for abortion before the Roe v. Wade before the the Roe v. Wade decision because it wasn't defined as a as a a civil right, but abortions were taking place before the Roe v. Wade decision. That's it. That's it. So that is an excuse. And so when you go and you look at and you go back and you look at the data of because one thing is true about human nature. Humans, from the beginning of time, have been using sex as a recreational device. So that is not the issue. The issue is how do we litigate the consequences of that? That is the issue. And what it is, is you have too many men running around here making excuses for the bullshit and the fuckery of other men. And it is... It, it is incumbent upon those of us 
who understand what it takes and what it requires within this system of white supremacy to hold these other men, other men uh, feet to the fire. That is what it really requires. We owe that to the generation of men that came before us who did what they were supposed to do and who didn't make excuses and who bit the bullet and made a conscious decision to be a part of their child's life. Now, all of a sudden, we want to blame it on the, we want to blame it on the women as if the women are the vanguard of who uh, uh, of of fatherhood of fatherhood a logical fallacy that doesn't make even make any logical sense that's what patriarchy is it is up to the men who are the vanguards of fatherhood and they do that by holding these other men accountable and holding their feet to the fire by holding their feet to the fire not allowing them to make excuses, not giving them social cover uh, back in the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, back during that time period, it was socially unacceptable for a man to lay down with a woman, get her pregnant, and go about his business and repeat the cycle. But this is what you have men doing today. But nobody wants to call it out. And what we do, we defer to the women. We defer to our women as black men, and then you wonder how come these women are the backbone of the community. See, because we don't allow them to make excuses. We don't allow them to make excuses. We're very maladaptive in the way we litigate and talk about the issues and the behaviors and, 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 and um, things that black women do. But yet, when it comes to us as black men, we have excuse after excuse after excuse. Never taking any accountability. Talking about the, the talking about welfare took you out the home. Okay, let's say if that for the sake of argument, let's say that was true. That did happen in the '60s. What's stopping you today? What is stopping you from marrying a black woman the day that you get pregnant? See, you you want the easy sexual access from the sisters, but then you want to hold it against them when they give it to you. So you want so you want me to give you a pass for for loving recreational sex while holding her to a higher standard. That is bullshit, but nobody wants to call it out. Nobody wants to call it out. The number is 646-564-9858. Um, I ha actually have a couple of callers. Um, yeah, but, but and, 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 and that is the crux of the issue. The, and, and, and like especially these these conservative males. And see, this is what has happened within the wake of Sotomayorism. Because it has become extremely, extremely popular to be anti-black woman. It has become extremely popular to be anti-black child because that's what they're really saying. Like they talk about this bastard baby culture. Let's make one thing perfectly clear. It is the man who, that decides if a child is going to be a bastard or not. Not the woman. It is the man. And so, and so see, because what we want to do as a, as a society and as a culture is we want to pretend like there is something fundamentally wrong with black women because uh, due to the fact that a lot of sisters in this day and age have grown up without fathers, therefore they don't know what, it, they don't know what a real man is. They, 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 have a, they have a fundamental problem with picking real men. But then by, at the same token, we don't use that same logic and say, okay, if the ashes of men for the last, within our communities and our households for the last 40, 
to 50 years has given sisters a deficiency when it comes to knowing what a real man is, then how do we not follow that, that, that logic out to its obvious conclusion, which would tell you that if the sisters don't know how to pick a real man, then you as men don't know how to be a real man. And this is why a lot of you fuck boys are running around here making excuses and, uh, for the bullshit of other men, blaming the woman. If she doesn't know what a real man is, your ass don't know either because you've grown up within the same uh, dynamic of not having a father in the home. So miss me with that bullshit. That is an excuse. It is an excuse. But nobody wants to call it out. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to play. You see, and I, and I, I, I truly understand the plight that sisters have. There is not enough viable men running around here. There's not enough viable black men. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is not enough <clears throat> viable black men running around here. Uh, for for so there's a deficit when it comes to when it comes to mates for sisters, especially when you go into these closed communities within these closed neighborhoods. You see, and, 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 and you see, because what it really is is you have a large portion of black men who are culturally aligned with white men. This is how this is how come they demonize feminism, even though they themselves have have never had any patriarchal power within American society. This is why they vilify black women and they glorify white women and, and every other race of women because they value what white men value. See, because what it really is is you have a lot of brothers out here running around who have an inferiority complex to white men. And so because of that, they view the white woman as an instrument to gain parity with white men. And this is something I've talked about when the, the brother Jonathan called up and he, and he, and he was questioning the, you know, the, the interracial, inter, in, interracial marriage statistics, the fact of the matter is that black men since the end of miscegenation laws have dated outside of their race more than any other group. Why? Why is that? Why, why are they doing that? And, and it goes back to this thing because, you know, within the past uh, couple of days and weeks, uh, uh, Childish Gambino, you know, he had his, his video, This is America, and, you know, it was a, a, a very powerful, profound video. I actually liked the song. I liked the video. There was a lot of subliminals in it, and come to find out, he has a, he has a white woman. And so now there's this thing where black men are acting like you can be pro-black and, and, and date and marry white women and women of other races. Get the hell out of here with that foolishness. That's like saying you're vegan, but you eat meat. Come on. You see, this is the thing. And, and, and really, when you look at it, really, they're, they're right. You can't be pro-black and date white women because really all pro-black means is being pro-black male. There's no room for black women and there's no room for black children. This is how come they'll sit up there, sit up here and make excuses for, for sorry-ass, weak-ass men to, to, to abandon their children and to create bastards, and then try to pretend like it's the women. But nobody can call them out on that. 
Nobody can, nobody can mention this. But see, what they'll do is they'll never call up. Now, I've been telling them all day, call up. I'm going to be on the radio at 11 o'clock, call up. They still haven't called. You see, they still haven't called. These weak-ass, beta-ass men. And, and, and everybody's going along with it. And it goes back to the value system. Because as, as, as black men, we value cheap sex. We're not family-oriented as men. For the past 30 or 40 years, you've been venerate, we've been venerating pimps as a culture. We've been, we've been venerating Macs as a culture. And, but then wonder how come the family reflects dysfunction. Get the hell out of here with that foolishness. You can't have it both ways. But it, it's the women that have a problem, but not you. And so what they'll do is they'll talk about uh, this notion of the man having this biological urge to, to, to sow his, his wild oats and to spread his seed. Like, he just can't help it. He just got to do it. But then act like, okay, well, if that's the case, then, then the obvious logical conclusion to that would be if you have a biological urge that you can't help to sow your seed, then that means a, the woman would have a biological urge to receive your seed and bring it forth and make fruit. So what the hell are you talking about? This bullshit that everybody, that everybody goes along with. See, because we understand and we know that, in, that our women, and women in general, generally speaking, but particularly our women, have this nurturing nature where they want to feel like they can just make everything all right. See, so it's easier for us psychologically within our social cognition to believe that if we get the women straight, then everything else will fall in order. See, we want to believe that. A lot of these sisters want to believe that. That is not the issue. The issue is with the men. The issue is with the men. Men build families. Men build communities. So it's, it's not laid at the feet of the women. The fact of the matter is that our women and our children are collateral damage in the white man's war of attrition against black men. That's the real issue here. But nobody wants to, wants to acknowledge that for what it is. This is how come they'll call the, the, the hood a matriarchy. How is it a matriarchy? These women aren't having children on their own. These women, there's not just a bunch of immaculate conceptions that's just running around where these women are getting, getting pregnant getting impregnated by, by disembodied penises. So the women with the child and no man there is a reflection of what the men value. The men don't value family. They value pussy. They value pussy. And this is how come these same men, Greek-ass, beta-ass men like Tommy Sotomayor, Minister Jap and others, will, will talk about, uh, you know, the single mother rate and then, as a solution to that, not offer record, not offer us going back to a more puritanical base when it comes to building a family structure, but they'll offer, uh, uh, they'll offer birth control, and they'll offer abortion as a solution. But then they'll turn right around and, and use the abortion rates as, as a device, a moral device, to impugn the character of black women and the image of black women as if that's not an equal reflection of the men. So disconnected. 
so disconnected from, from their women in the community that they don't even understand whatever reflection you cast on the women, it reflects on you too. Don't even understand that. Running around here doing all that saber rattling, doing all this talking like it's like your your hands just tied. You can't you don't have nothing to do with what's going on in, going on in the community. All these other groups, male groups, know that you are the emperor with no clothes. You look like a damn fool. There's nothing stopping you. What's what's really stopping you is a lot of these men are scared. They are scared. And so you have all these sisters stepping up to the plate. That's what's really going on. But nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to mention it. And, and, and I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm fed up with it. Because until we, these, these men actually man up and step up to the plate like they are supposed to, nothing is going to change. Like you know, that was because a lot of them will quote Elijah Muhammad where he talks about 90% of the, 90% of the work it relies with the women. You see what I'm saying? Why are you, why are you sitting up there in the 60s and got a bastard baby factory going on through your damn office, impregnating these teenage girls? See, you, you, the reason why they, why they adopt that ideology is because that is a way for you to reject accountability and assign it to the woman. So you, so you can behave any way you want. Who you think you're fooling and running game on? Come on, man. When, you go, when we go and look at the, the shotgun marriage rates for black women and white women, there is a double-digit a double-digit difference between the rates of shotgun marriages for, for white women and black women. That is a reflection of the men, see, because the white girl got a father in her home, and that father is there to say, you're not going to get over on my daughter and do my daughter any way you want because you want some pimp shit and because you want some max shit. You got to know the game, you see? And sitting here talking about telling the women choose better. How are they supposed to choose better when the so-called good men operate with the same value system as the fucked up men? Are y'all serious? Like, come on. So these, so a lot of these dudes aren't serious about about restoring a family. Or they're not serious about uplifting uh, the black community. They're serious about getting ass and, and, and running from accountability and responsibility. And everybody's going along with it. Everybody's going along with it. Because, you know, one thing I've been seeing on social media is, you know, a lot of people talking about Trump and talking about how Trump is looking at changing child support laws. Trump is looking at changing welfare and food stamps. And, you know, they're making these posts. And they're actually rushing in the fact that of the effects that this could have on black women. When, when the fact of the matter is, is that the social safety net in this country disproportionately benefits white people. So it's not going to hurt black women anyway. You see what I'm saying? It's not going to, the number one recipients of Section 8 are Hasidic Jews in New York City. So what are you talking about? The, the welfare rate for, for African-American families is 34%. Now, keep in mind, that 34% isn't only single mothers. 
because you have male and female households with two parents there that get welfare too, that get food stamps too. So how is it that our rate of welfare uh, and food stamps is double our single mother rate? We have a single mother rate of 72%. That's double. And it's undoubtedly going to get high. What is missing is there is no accountability mechanism for the men. That is what is missing. And they talk about, well, you knew that man wasn't no good. You knew better. You left, 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 left with that man. That mushmouth nigger logic. And you got a lot of silly-ass women who promote that bullshit. These type of, the type of women you'll see on Mari Povich protecting a sorry-ass goddamn son making excuses. So you want me to to blame the woman for falling prey to your son bullshit, but not blame him for being predatory in his relationship dynamic with the female. This is this is where we are. But talking about the revolution won't be te- won't be televised, I know, because there ain't gonna be no damn revolution. You can't we, we can't even under we don't even have family building principles in place. So these, these, these dudes aren't serious about building the family. Sitting there making them excuses, talk, quoting Thomas Sowell or Thomas Sowell. This, this uh, man who will sit there right with a straight face and, and, and tell you that systematic institutional racism does not uh, have an adverse impact on black people. Like, Really? But then he'll turn. But then Mr. Sowell will turn right around and talk about how the minimum wage laws with, were in, were within this country were designed to drive up the unemployment rates of black men. So how can you be telling me two diametrically opposed uh, realities? How can you be how can you be telling me two diametrically opposed um, stances? You're talking on both sides of your mouth. But that is what these conservatives do. That is what these conservatives do. And that's something that I've talked about before in, on, in, on me and Kenya's broadcast, that the very reason why social programs within this country is stigmatized the way it is is because of racism. That's it. Because the American society is heterogeneous. And so a large segment of white society would rather see the, those, those monies go to corporate welfare, foreign aid, than social programs within America because they know that that, that, that is going to help black people. I mean, and, and that's something that, that, that we, we've played on, on the show. You have Lee Atwater, the Republican strategist, saying that back in the 80s. So it's not something that we're making up. And so, like, today, you know, I was debating... Um, brother, this guy named Robert Townsend, he's supposed to be some conservative, you know, some conservative, um, you know, some, some conservative guy, and you know he's coming with all his tropes. But see, they, they they don't they don't under they don't expect someone to have really done the homework when it comes to these issues. So every, because everybody just takes what the conservatives say on this issue. As law, and the reason the reason how come like the reason why black men buy into it is because it removes accountability from them. See, so they can they they love that. 
But then when these same goddamn conservatives say the reason why your black ass going to jail is because you you uh you you engage in crime disproportionately, but you don't want to hear that though. Then you then you want to start talking about the, the the draconian sentencing laws that disproportionately target black men. You see what I'm saying? And that's and that's exactly why I keep saying what I'm saying. Pro black is synonymous with pro black male, and that's it. That's that's what they mean by unity. Unity. This idea of unity is support black men, irregardless of the bullshit that they do. You can't call them out. The only thing you can call them out on is 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 when somebody calling your black ass out. And so they, they want to start calling names, talking about simp this, simp that. This is in high school, so that shit is not going to work here. That doesn't fly here. And so I, I tell them all the time, you come into our group, the black male accountability is, is, is going to continue because that is the real issue here. That is the thousand, the, the one thousand pound elephant in the room that nobody wants to wants to acknowledge. Okay, I have uh, actually, I think this is Kenya. Yeah, Kenya. Hello. Hey. What is up? You are on fire. Yeah, because you know, I'm just I'm tired of these weak ass. Black men who are make, who, who who don't do nothing but make excuses and see what it is is we understand that the the standard of manhood is so low within our communities that we want to be we want extra credit for doing what the hell we should do as as functioning adults. So you hear him say things like I take care of my kids like oh, okay and didn't you lay down there and make it. You laid right down there in the fucking bed and made it. So I don't understand why you think I'm supposed to be giving you props. Right. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the world of being a, of being an adult. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And and that is the real and that is the real issue here. That is the real issue. Wow. There is no uniform standard of accountability. And you know, and this is what they'll like they'll say things like, Well, the woman should have chose better. The woman should the woman should have chose. And this and I, I brought this up before too. If as a society and a culture we had a uniform standard for all men that said you must meet this benchmark of uh, uh, of manhood in order to get clearance from us as a society in, in order to be socially accepted, you must meet this. Then it wouldn't matter who black woman was sleeping with because the end result would be the same. Now would right. You see what I'm saying? So the problem isn't that that black women are just opening their legs up for anybody, as if they're doing something unique that other other groups of women aren't doing. People have always used sex as a recreational device, but then they turn right around out their damn mouth talking about, man, we don't oppress black women. That's oppression right there. Because what you really mean when you talk about wanting women to be held accountable is you want her to have to suffer with the burden of that child by herself. They're not fooling nobody. That's, right. that's what that's what you mean by accountability, and that's just come, this is how come I always ask them. Okay, accountability. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Tell me what ways you being held you, you're being held accountable that she's not. Right. And it's crickets. And, and and that's why I said a lot of these and, and like they'll talk about abortion. And all, they're not they're not anti-abortion. They're anti-child support. That's what they're anti. 
They don't like the fact that they can't get in the, hop in the bed, make a child, and walk away free willy and like it was no like like it's nothing, like they used to be able to do. Child support isn't existing in some vacuum, and then you got these other silly ass women out here. See, because you know what? Like back during the 40s, 50s, 60s, back during that time period, when the puritanical values of America were uniform and in full force, the, the metric of a woman's virtue was if she was a virgin or not. That was the metric. Right. You see, that was the metric for women. But now, within this hypersexualized, oversexualized society, the metric that they're trying to use for a woman's virtue is if she have kids out of wedlock or not. And so you have women who buy into that because they have just as much bodies as, as, a, as a single mother in the hood that got five kids from five, five different dudes, but her redeeming factor is she didn't, get, she didn't have five babies. You see what I'm saying? Right. But uh, according back, uh, back to the original standard, you, you fail to meet the benchmark too. So you're not special because you don't have no kids out of wedlock. You've been busting it wide open for, for, for dudes too. And so if there was no uniform standard for the dudes that you was busting it wide open for, you could easily be a, a, be a single mother too. Right. So what the hell are you talking about? You see what I'm saying? This is the yeah. problem. As a people, we are so demoralized, like I said. These men today have been socialized within the era of hip-hop, pimping, and Mac veneration, and their rhetoric and their morals reflect that. They are demoralized. But then they'll sit right there and whine when child support tearing their ass up. Feel, ah, they're talking about you, feeling oppressed by child. So you 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 telling me that you feel oppressed by being made to take care of your child that you willingly met, laid down there and made? And they're talking about the woman. The woman was choosing. The woman she 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 choose who she's at. You choose who you have sex with too. What the hell are you talking about? Like you're not gonna let Roseanne Barr just come and jump on your on your ride and start riding. So what the hell are you talking about? You you you're not gonna let Caitlyn Jenner come give you a blowjob, nigga. So you in control of your sex too. What the hell? Are, you know what I'm saying? Like, miss me, with, miss me with this beta shit that you're trying to repackage as some type of alpha thing. You know what I'm saying? Run that game on somebody who don't know better. And like I said, we owe it to the men, the black men who in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, up until present day, did what they were supposed to do and didn't make excuses. My 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 daddy didn't make excuses. What the hell look like making excuses for your black ass? But you want to lay up and run up in coots like him and other men? No. Right. And then want to and then want to deflect and then try and use some some type of social device. Oh, you a simp? You a simp? I don't give a damn about that. Right. I don't give a damn about that. These dudes need to be called out sitting there doing all that damn talking and can't even sit down at a goddamn Starbucks without taking your black ass to jail. You know what I'm saying? We're not going on year 500 of being dominated because we just batting it out the park. Be honest with yourself. Because until we're honest with ourselves as men and face the self-hating truth about, about where we are and what's going on, nothing is going to change. 
Nothing is going to change. We play too much. We're playing. We're playing. And you have it now where a lot of these dudes, because the, like I said, we've been going, we're going on what, 50 years of, of no fathers being in the home like they should. And so what it is now is that it's become so normalized that there is a, there is a fundamental disconnection between husband and father. We don't even see those things as synonymous, but you want me to blame the woman. You see what I'm saying? As men, we don't see those things as we don't see those as synonymous. But blame the woman? You're just as responsible. Back during the fifties and the sixties, if a man got a woman pregnant, he married that woman because he understood the, the ramifications if he did it. Now right. we do it we do it with with, with no second thought. And then when the adverse things come, we want to act like it's the woman. Get the hell out of here with that. It's your black ass, too. And then these same dudes will sit there and whine about child support. When the reality of it and the fact of the matter is that a man who is not in the home and who enjoys a level of disconnection from that family dynamic he has uh, 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 comfort. He has it easier. You, you actually have it cheaper when you pay child support. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's how come a lot of them have a problem with child support because they want to be able to give the money how they want to give it. They want to be able to piecemeal you when they want to piecemeal. They, they, they resent yeah. the fact that it, that money there every, every paycheck. Mm-hmm. Every paycheck, come hell or high water, they taking that money out. But as a man who's the head of the household, so I, it's no week or no day that I can't bring it home. I got to do it every day. Every day. Right. Just shit, nigga. <laughs> you think it's slick. And nobody want to call it out. You paying four hundred a month. I, the household get ninety percent of my income. Right. Ninety percent. Think about this. The the federal government gets their money before anybody. The same the same government that they tell you is so oppressive and, and just doing a black man so so bad. How many times you heard them complain about that? Right. But your black ass is sitting here and whining about taking care of your child. And then, but nobody can talk about it. Nobody can call these weak ass men out. I'm fed up with these weak ass men. Like, like Jetta, Jetty Tab told me a while back, you mad at black men. You goddamn right I'm mad. Because they're sitting here doing all this goddamn whining, making excuses, pretending, playing, and faking. Trying to mm-hmm. gaslight black women because they're because they're more interested in controlling and dominating them than they are in actually engaging their oppressor in a way that is effective. Right. That's why I'm on their ass. But nobody wants to call it out. Then you know, coming with their tropes, man, feminism, welfare. You know what I'm saying? 
okay, if all those things are true, how come it didn't take me out the home? It right. didn't take me out the home. How come it didn't take my my pops out the home? It didn't take him out the home. It didn't it didn't, it didn't take my my wife grandfather out the home. Yeah. So it, so so these are men who are these. This is men who are making choices, who are making a conscious decision to vacate and and and, and abdicate their responsibility to their family. That's what's really going on. That's the real issue because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And too, you got too many men out here who are missing in action and who leave all the responsibility up to the woman. Yeah. And then you got Shahrazad Ali talking about it's so disrespectful to the black man that we call our women the black, the backbone of society. That's the goddamn truth. Right. Like, you know, like, like even, you know, Tariq Nasheed said one time that white women are actually more oppressed than black women. Wait, what? What? What, what logic? Yeah, what logic are you using? But you know what the logic he's using? Because yeah. black, black women get to go to school. Black women work. You see what I'm saying? Not realizing that, that within the patriarchal stru- structure of American society from its very inception, the very reason that, that black women had to do that is because of oppression. See, right. the status of a woman was based on the fact is if she didn't have to do a goddamn thing. So right. it wasn't this thing where black women were just working and doing everything that they were doing because they wanted to do it. They were doing it because that white man been dominating your black ass for 500 years. That's why they had right. to do what they had to do. I'm going to talk about the women say, talk about they don't need, they don't need no man. Well, well, let's, well, let's look at the reality. If the reality is that your black ass can be killed at the drop of a goddamn hat, why would she be best? Why would she be vested in your presence when your presence isn't guaranteed because you're dominated by white men? Why? Right. See, but you want her to to need you, but not but you're not providing the goddamn thing but penis. Right. That's what you're providing. But but don't want to be called out for your shit. And, like, that's how come, like, they like to buy into Dr. Francis Cross Welsing's thesis as it pertains to white supremacy and the fear of genetic, uh, genetic annihilation, which I do agree with. It. But I'm just saying the reason why they buy into that is because it gives a level of psychological cover to the way that they behave sexually. Right. As if you're really doing anything to white supremacy. You running around here banging white women and making indiscriminate children with, with, with black women isn't doing anything to white supremacy. You see what I'm saying? That's not doing nothing because they'll lock your black ass up and, 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 and your, your offspring too. So don't tell me that that is, that's how come like every time I will polygamy, polygamy, that's nation building. That ain't no damn nation building. It's, it's nation building, but you have no institutions. Right. You have no, 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 no banking institutions, no institutions of, of, uh, of military science or anything. So how is that nation building? Nation building is not about numbers and, and, and procreation and reproducing. Nation building is about power. That's right. That's what it's about. 
It's about power. And you cannot build power as a people and as a community if you got a, if you got half a family over here in one part of the goddamn city going through hell and the other half of your family over here on the other side of the city going through hell. Right. That's common sense. And then just trying to pretend like any women getting all this government subsidizing that. So as if you as if you have nothing to do with it. Like your, your right. penis just, just hopping off your body and running over there and just getting all these, these women pregnant. The hell out of here. You know, they're, they're, they're making, I'm, tired of the, I'm tired of the excuses. Because while they're sitting here playing, talking all this dumb shit that they're talking, the, the wheels of society are, are, are constantly turning. And as I've stated before, the male group, the male and female group, who are the most connected and um, in unison is going to be the group that rises to the top when this democrat demo, uh, demographic and social economic shift takes place. Right. You see, and so you know that's that's basically what it is. So they can just sit here and play if they want. You know, pretending like like it's some it's some policy stopping you from doing what you need to do. There's no policy stopping you from doing what you need to do. As a man, what's stopping you is your fear. You're scared. You're afraid. You are afraid. And a lot of these women have more guts and gumption than a lot of these goddamn men out here. That is the problem. And, and don't tell me you're just going to see my mother. That it's been like that. Right. It's been like that. You've been had dudes have a, a, a shit hard, so then they just up and leave, leave the family. That, that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? They, and they paint this, this dairyistic utopia in the 50s and the 60s, nostalgizing that crap. Like, like, like everything was just so hunky-dory. No, the hell it wasn't. No, the hell it wasn't. Focused on getting ass and and, and and having fun and getting as much coochie as they can. Yeah, like like you like they was just sitting around every day trying to figure out, you know, having meetings and everything. Like they was just trying to figure out what to do. No, the hell you what you was playing. And 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 you know, and that's where you know where we are. But like I said, nobody wants to call it out. Everybody wants to pretend. They want to play. They want to ignore. You know what I'm saying? And 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 like to a certain degree, I get it because if we talk about these things, like if somebody hears this rant, they'll swear up and down. Oh, oh, he's a feminist. Oh, he he's hate black men. You know, don't want to the ass. Don't want to be critiqued. But you want to sit down critique right. and critique black women, critique critique everybody else. Right. Like you just got it going on. Like I said, these other male groups have not offered black men a seat at the global table of manhood. Globally, we don't run a goddamn thing. Go over there in Africa, you don't run that. Right. And it's like, just like that, you know, that video that was circulating around Facebook or that, or that South African man and, and woman talking, and she, she, was, she, she was saying the same thing over there. Mm-hmm. Your asses value fat asses and yellow bones. That's what she told that guy. Mm. That's what she told him. 
Yeah, this, this, you know, this is my cousin. You know what I'm saying? But the, but the, the, but the white man over there running your ass every day. Mm-hmm. Still playing. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and that's just like, cause that's something that they say too. Man, they they attacking, they, they attacking hetero, heterosexual black men. They're attacking heterosexual black men. If you doing some shit you ain't got no goddamn business doing, shouldn't you be attacked? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've mm-hmm. seen people say that, and, and even even Tariq, you know, I've seen people say that, and like, and, and like when he was saying it, you know, he's saying it, you know, in referencing R. Kelly. His ass need to be attacked. Like, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we qualify what, what, what a heterosexual black male is? He's not a hetero. R. Kelly isn't a heterosexual. He's a pedosexual. He's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. He is a pedophile. And see, this is how come they put the value on masculinity and heterosexuality. Notice that goes back to their penis. Mm-hmm. That 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 is involving their penis when we talk about heterosexuality. Because let's not act like. Because a, because a man is, is masculine, that makes him a man. Or if a man is masculine, he can't be a homosexual. Right. You see what I'm saying? The central goal of <clears throat> white supremacy is to render the mm-hmm. black male either invisible and or ineffective. And just because you are... Uh, heterosexual does not mean they have failed in doing that. A heterosexual black black male who refuses to take responsibility and accountability for the family dynamic that he creates serves mm-hmm. the same purpose to the black community and black family as a homosexual man. The end result is the same. There is no family. That's true. So the end result is the same. So miss me with the shit where you trying to where you want to put place value on what you feel like you have control over, which is your penis. You think you're slick. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You think you're slick. Yeah. See, because you know that you you will no con- no control or no power anywhere else. So you want to filter everything through your penis. Right. Like, I, I even heard one day um, I was listening to a show. I can't remember what it was. And it was just talking about, like, the assassinations back in the 60s and stuff like that. And it was talking about, you know, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Mega Edwards, right? And so they were mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, they were, you know, they, they, they were assassinated. But notice James Baldwin. James Baldwin, you know, he lived all the way till, till he died of natural causes. Like, trying to say, like, they, they didn't have to do nothing to James Baldwin because he was a homosexual. Like, really? You know how many heterosexual black males that didn't get assassinated that was in the movement too, man? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that didn't have anything to do with it. Right. You see? And that's like I keep saying, increasing the level of masculinity is not going to increase the level of the level of manhood within our communities and within our social right. spaces. Because they're, those are two entirely different dynamics. Masculinity right. being a strength dynamic and manhood being a power dynamic. And that right. is the real issue. There is a deficit 
of manhood within our community. It's not a deficit of masculinity because you got a lot of these masculine dudes running around here who are also biting pillows too on the low. Yeah. I'm saying, look at look at Eddie Long. Right. Look at Eddie Long. That's right. So miss so miss me with that. Miss me with that. Manhood is manhood is an internal drive, and men don't make excuses. That's right. Whining and you you feel victimized because you because you're made to take care of your uh, a child that you willingly laid down there. And you know, and so that's what needs to be needs to be exposed and exposed and talked 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 about. But can I make a couple? Of points? I said. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. I want to go back to when you were saying <clears throat> that um, black women are held to a higher standard. And I wanted to say that as far as the single mother issue, it's often chalked mm-hmm. up to what women allow. And right. that's basically saying that uh, black men can't be expected or depended upon to make sound decisions when there is an option to make a foolish mm. one. And if that right. is truly the case, then if what happens depends upon what the woman allows, then it becomes obvious and painfully apparent that such a man is emasculating himself by turning over his destiny to every random woman that he has reckless sex with by expecting them to protect him from fatherhood instead of taking control right. of that himself. That's one thing. The other thing, <clears throat> another thing is, I want to go back to when you said, uh, oh, black men being resentful of government uh, safety net programs that benefit, right. they, say, they say benefit women, but they really don't. They benefit the custodial parent because all of those programs mm-hmm. are available to a, a father, a single father that has custody of his children. But anyway, what I wanted right. to say about that is that um, black men benefit just as much as black women do from those programs because in every hood, in Section 8 housing, public housing, uh, housing um, households receiving food stamps, uh, uh, cash benefits, there, there are black men there, you know, not on the lease, not reporting his income, eating food bought with food stamps, and making love every mm. night under a roof that was subsidized by Uncle Sam. That's one right. thing. <clears throat> Another thing. Um, well, let's see. What is this? Oh, women's character being impugned because of the abortion rate. And they say mm-hmm. choose better. But <clears throat> the thing about it is, is that men really don't want to have to meet any standards to be able to have sex. If that was the case, exactly. they wouldn't have a problem with marrying women before they had sex with them. They don't want to have to meet any requirements or any of that. Um, <clears throat> because I'll tell you what, uh, I have never, ever heard a man, any man, mm. but right now we're talking about black men. I've never heard a black man say that he he wants to have sex, but he needs to get himself together first. Or that he needs to work <laughs> on his character first. Or the different things right. they tell women to do while they're keeping their legs closed, you know. So I don't understand where mm-hmm. all these, you know, where all these celibate and virgins and childless women are supposed to be, while these men are out having uh, reckless sex. 
Another thing, <clears throat> excuse me, um, men are just as responsible as women in the creation of children. And I, I right. personally say even more so because the way I look at it, I believe that men are the leaders. That's just my own personal opinion. I believe that they are the natural leaders and that, you know, that's the way it should go. I think that's the natural order of things. But anyway, that being said, I say that men are even more so responsible with, for the creation of children because the way I look at it, a man's seed is his legacy. You know, his children will carry his last name. You know, and as far as his son, you know, that son may carry his first, middle, and last name. And the women right. and children are absorbed into that. The woman takes on his name. So, you know, I don't understand why, since <clears throat> it's his legacy, they become a part of him, why it's up to her to protect his legacy. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. And they're not even talking about his woman protecting his legacy. They're talking about any woman he wants to smash is supposed to be protecting his own legacy harder than he is, which is absolutely asinine. Right. Right. And, and you know what? That's that's that that's everything you said was you know was on point. And you know what? Because like even with within um this thing like with interracial dating, because that's a point I'm that's mm-hmm. a point I made a couple of days ago. It is a false equivalency to equate interracial relationships of white of white men with uh to with black women to relate interracial relationships between black men and white women. It's that is mm-hmm. a false equivalency. They are they aren't the same because the fact of the matter is that historically speaking, white men have had access to to both black women and white women any way they wanted it because they are in the alpha male position. Mm-hmm. So let's not act like and pretend that that a black woman just could have re- resisted their advances anyway and lived to tell the tale mm-hmm. or, or got away with it. We even brought we even read that story about Cecilia, the slave girl who was a, who was assaulted by sexually raped by Robert Newsom, Newsom and even had kids for him thing that has always confronted black men is that they have not been able to behave sexually like white men and get away with it and get away with it within American society. Right. You see what I'm saying? They've been controlled mm-hmm. and dominated how they behave sexually by the alpha male. That's number one. Number two, because of white supremacy, and because you're dominated by this white man, you are outnumbered by your woman. I even posted I even posted that um, on my Facebook page a, a few months ago, where the New York Times posted a study that found that within black communities, these closed black community communities, the women outnumbered the men. But then when you go to white areas and white communities. It was the other way, the other way, the other way around, where the men outnumbered the women. So Ooh. if you have white women siphoning black black men from the black community where men are already scarce for sisters, then that that is only going to exacerbate the the imbalance that is there. 
Right. So it is not the same. That it is not the same. So they talk about, well, they be, they was happy when Serena did when Serena got with the, the white boy, uh, with Meghan Markle, but then with with Childish Gambino now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And that's just like I was telling Jonathan the other day, you can't try and use the same um, calculus with dating a white woman that that applies to to the black woman dating a white man because again it goes back to the history. It goes right. back to the historical precedent when it comes to this, because white men are, are 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 were in the alpha male position and they're in the alpha male position now. The very reason why you have access to their women is because they said so. Right. Like if right. if the miscegenation laws were, were were on the books, they would still lynch your black ass. And 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 we know in mm-hmm. some cases it's still happening unofficially. That's right. So when you vacate. From your woman and your community, you further the de- you further the decline of your people. Mm-hmm. You further the decline of your people. So it's not it is not the same. It is not the same dynamic. No, it, it is isn't. not the same dynamic. And they could try and pretend and, some- and try and make it like it is. But the fact of the matter is, and the reality of it is, is that it is not. And another another point and another point that speaks to that and in that interracial mm-hmm. relationships are not created equal <clears throat> upon a divorce or the death of the man and statistically women live longer than the man. So upon his death, that woman and children will inherit his um his ass- right. assets and it is much more likely that a white woman will take that wealth and spend it within her own community. That money doesn't circulate within the black community. She takes that home with her. Exactly. And so exactly. that's a roadblock to building generational wealth. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 as I said, if we want what we say we want as as black men and as black people, as black men and black people, then it's going to, you know. Um, require that that we do a, a couple of things. You know, it's going to require real work. It's going to require real, you know, real work. But you know, that was that was it. The the, the we actually went over on the stream. Oh. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to come on and you know do that. But and I told the guys call up, call up. You see, they didn't call up. They never call up. You see, what I'm saying they have a no. they have a lot to say on, you know, on the um. In the group and on Facebook and stuff like that, but then when you tell them call up crickets, because I, I please call up so you can get this work. You know what I'm saying? That's a standing yeah. challenge. That's a standing challenge to them, to these white supremacists, to all that you can get. The, you know these conservatives, any a lot of these fake ass pro blacks, you can call up and get this work. But you know that's been this this impromptu uh, broadcast of the Great Liberators Radio Show. Um, we're we're going to be back at it. Um, Sunday with 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 our, our new episode, which is actually the rise of Jim Crow Jr. and asking the question: Are black people regressing um, within America? So that's been it for this broadcast. I appreciate for everybody to listen. We actually had a, had a few callers call up, so we'll we'll do it again Sunday, Kenya. All right. All right. Looking forward to it.
Thank you for listening to The Great Liberator, hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.